Hello and welcome to the She Reads Romance Books podcast, the ultimate show for romance book lovers looking for the best books worth reading. I'm your host, Leslie Murphy, and in each short episode, I share my favorite book list of recommendations so you know exactly what to add to your must-read list. Join me as I explore the romance genre and have fun collecting book boyfriends along the way, because life is better with a love story. Hey readers, it's the end of December and we are winding down 2023, which means that I'm already looking toward the new year and what it has to bring in the world of romance books. And let me tell you that 2024 is going to be an amazing year for us romance book lovers. Oh my gosh, it's seriously as I said, only the end of the month, I'm wrapping up 2023, and yet I'm so completely stoked for the new romance books that are set to release in 2024, and that's why I'm super excited about today's episode, where I'm going to totally gush over all the new romance book titles that are coming out in the new year that I seriously cannot wait to get my hands on, and which I think you need to have on your radar and on your TBR list so you don't forget what's coming. This is probably my favorite book list to put together every year, and this is, I would say, the first year, honestly, that I can remember where the list of new romance books that are already being marketed and available for pre-order, it's really high. Normally, there's a decent number of new releases that they say, hey, we're coming next year, get ready. But seriously, this year, it's a lot. I think maybe publishers are finally getting it, that romance is where it's at, and they're churning them out, and I'm all for it. (laughs) I usually scour Goodreads, author websites, Amazon, and the like to kind of get an idea of what is coming in 2024, and I honestly saw so many fantastic books, but I had to limit it. Um what my most anticipated romance books to read in 2024 are, and I limit it to 40, but that's still a freaking lot. But 40 is where the list stands, and you can see it up on shereadsromancebooks.com, and I'll include the link to it in the show notes below. I'm already loving the comments coming in about which books people are excited to read, so definitely go over to the blog and check that out. And, And then, of course, add your comments as well. I'd love to hear it. So I could talk about all of the books on my list, but in today's episode, I'm going to highlight about 20 of them that I'm most excited about. So get out your pen and paper or your romance book journal and turn to the to-read list and get ready to mark these down. Now, why I love my list of most anticipated new romance books for 2024 is because it honestly features a wide variety of romance book tropes. I have so many favorites, to be honest, and these books cover such a variety that I'm pretty giddy about the diverse storylines that I have to look forward to. Now, of course, a lot of these romance book titles that are already slated for release in 2024, which I think I have from January all the way through August, are from traditionally published authors because they really plan things out pretty far in advance, but that doesn't mean that I didn't find and highlight a few indie authors that have some upcoming releases that I'm excited to read as well. First up, let's talk about fantasy romance because Romanticy got a huge boost in fans in 2023 with, of course, the release of Fourth Wing. And I'd also say Divine Rivals too. I loved that book. 
But Fourth Wing, gosh, it captivated everyone, even readers who don't typically read fantasy or fantasy romance. I think many readers are going to be looking to see what fantasy romance books are releasing in 2024. Of course, I hope Rebecca Yoros releases the third book in the Fourth Wing Empyrean series in 2024. She hasn't put it out yet with a title or a date yet. So I think if we get it, it's probably going to be at the end of 2024 as she has some contemporary romances that she's already got on the slate for the year. So fingers crossed and stay tuned on that one. But another fantasy romance author and fan favorite, Sarah J. Moss, is releasing House of Flame and Shadow in January. So this is the third book in the Crescent City series. So I'm sure that it's going to make an appearance on the bestseller list. And I'm hoping that it gives a kickstart to a Court of Thorns and Roses TV series that is in the works. But, you know, we'll see. But I'm hoping that, again, if this book, you know, does really well at the beginning of the year, the producers will be like, hey, we need to capitalize on this. Let's move forward on the series. But I actually haven't read the Crescent City series, so I need to circle back to House of Earth and Blood, which is book one, before going on to book two, and then possibly this new release in January. But the two fantasy romance books I'm super psyched to check out in 2024 are Heartless Hunter by Kristen, gosh, I'm going to butcher her last name, Sierra. Circarelli and A Fate Inked in Blood by Danielle L. Jensen. Sorry, authors, I will get better about my name pronunciation. But the point is, their new books, which are coming out, both of these new romance book releases come out in February. So you're not going to have to wait long to read them. Heartless Hunter is an enemies to lovers romance. And you know how much I love that trope? Gosh. Do I ever? But this is about a world where witches have become outcasts and are now hunted for their magic. The heroine of the story, Rune, has to hide that she is a witch, and she does so by pretending to be this vapid socialite. All the while behind the scenes, she's known as the Crimson Moth, a witch vigilante who rescues other witches. But one rescue goes wrong, and she now has to get intel while courting a notorious witch hunter by the name of Gideon Sharp. Of course, she's going to fall for him, and I assume he will do the same, but then we'll have to find, but then he'll probably find out, you know, what she really is, and ah, who knows what happens from there. So it sounds so good, high on fantasy and high on suspense, so I am all for Heartless Hunter. A Fate Inked in Blood is the new fantasy romance release from Danielle L. Jensen, whom readers will probably recognize from her Bridge Kingdom series. I love that this will kick off a new fantasy series for her that is inspired by Norse mythology. Of course, it has a strong heroine at the helm who is Freya. She is bound in an unwanted marriage and her wretched husband, betrays her to the region's leader, which lands her in a fight against his son, Bjorn. To survive, Freya's secret is unveiled, which is that she is actually a shield maiden with magic capable of repelling any attack. So with her magic exposed, the leader is like, hey, I want to use your power. 
to my advantage, so he binds her to his son, Bjorn, who, of course, she starts to form this forbidden attraction to. Yeah, this one sounds really captivating, and I cannot wait to see how it unfolds. But moving on from fantasy romance to paranormal romance brings up a new release that I've actually already read from an advanced reader copy, and that is Bride from Allie Hazelwood. This is her first foray into paranormal romance, and it's awesome. I tell you, I freaking loved this book. It's easily a five-star read, and it's definitely going to be on my list of best romance novels of 2024 already. You can be sure. So this is a fantastic marriage of convenience romance, and honestly, one of the best slow burn romances I think I've ever read. It follows Misery Lark, who is the only daughter of the most powerful vampire councilman. So when she was little, she's basically a pawn in a peacekeeping agreement between vampires and humans. And now as an adult, she's called upon to do this very same thing, but with the weirs or the werewolves, where she agrees to marry the weir alpha Lo Moreland. So Misery and Lo meet for the first time at the altar. And I absolutely love his reaction. You're just going to have to read it to understand and find out why. So if you love strong alpha males, but who also have this, you know, completely soft heart, um, then you're going to love low. But I also really loved Misery, who <clears throat> she was a really lonely woman, but her backstory and just her quirkiness and I don't know, everything about her I really loved. I adore Allie Hazelwood. She proved to me this year with Love Theoretically and Check and Mate that she can sort of write it all, including young adult romance and now with paranormal romance. So I highly recommend Bride, which comes out in February, I believe. But continuing on my love train for Allie Hazelwood... <laughs> She's most known for her contemporary enemies to lovers romances. Her debut was The Love Hypothesis, and I loved, as I said last year's release, Love Theoretically. So you can be sure I'm reading her new enemies to lovers release, which is going to come out in June of 2024, which is called Not in Love. This romance, of course, features a woman in STEM in, who is a biotech engineer Rue is her is the heroine. She works for a startup in food science as their biotech engineer, but the company is threatened with a hostile takeover led by a man who will do anything to get what he wants. But Eli, who's the corporate mogul, soon realizes that he wants Rue too. So despite them being on opposite sides of this work dilemma and takeover that's happening, they start a secret, no-strings-attached fling that they agree is going to end on the day one of their companies comes on top. It sounds so, so good. It's definitely the most anticipated new romance book on my list, I think, if not one of the top ones. Cannot wait for Not in Love. All right, moving back to earlier in the year in February, I'm super excited for Tessa Bailey's new release, Fangirl Down. And I'm excited for it because it's a sports romance, which I always love, but it's a sports romance about a golfer. And I honestly, I don't think I've ever read a romance about a golfer. So yay, something new for me. Plus, I like 
the grumpy sun sunshine trope, which this totally fits because it features a pro golfer, Wells Whitaker, whose career has taken quite a nosedive, which leaves him with only one fan who's always believed in him. Yet when Wells quits the sport in a blaze of glory, his fangirl finally goes home, leaving him with nothing. But determined to make things right, Wells shows up at Josephine's door with a wild proposal, which is to be his caddy, help him turn his game around, and split the prize money that he will hopefully win. Honestly, it's giving me sort of it happened one summer vibes in terms of the main characters, though Wells seems a bit more of a mess than Brendan ever was. But I'm really looking forward to this one since Bailey always has this great balance of cute, quirky, and steamy all in one. There are, let's see, several new romance books I'm looking forward to reading in March of 2024. The first is This Could Be Us by Kennedy Ryan. This is book two in her Skyland series. I read the first one, Before I Let Go, where we met this strong friend group of women, the first being Yasmin, but the second book focuses on Soledad's story. I already love Soledad. She was great in that first book. But Soledad is the mom who, from the outside, looks to have her shit together. She's like this domestic goddess, an amazing mom who juggles it all. But then her life turns upside down when her husband strays. So this is her story about rediscovering herself. And part of that is this forbidden man that she shouldn't want. And... I, as I said, I loved Soledad and Before I Let Go, and I love romance books where characters find love again after being cheated on. So I have high hopes for this new romance from Kennedy, which is This Could Be Us, coming in March. This next book that I'm looking forward to reading is by an author I have yet to read, and that is Rebecca Searle. I'm probably mispronouncing her name again, but I think I put her books, or her previous books, I should say, more in the chiclet camp or women's fiction for some reason. I don't know. That could be totally wrong, but I think I did, and I haven't read them yet. But the story of her 2024 release, Expiration Dates, just sounds really too good to pass up. Here's hoping I find another new favorite author in Searle this year. But Expiration Dates, it's about Daphne Bell, who, upon meeting a new man, receives a slip of paper with his name and a number on it, the exact amount of time that they will be together. So that alone sounds really interesting, right? So she's going through life wondering when she's actually going to find the guy without an expiration date. And one night of a blind date, that's what she gets, this piece of paper with only a name, Jake, and no expiration date. But as Jake and Daphne's story unfolds, Daphne finds herself doubting the paper's prediction and wrestling with what it means to be both committed and truthful. Because Daphne knows things, Jake doesn't. Information that if he found out would break his heart. So that sounds really interesting, right? I mean, how would it feel to start a relationship already knowing when it would end? Weird, I think. So I cannot wait to dive into Daphne's psyche in this one. If it sounds intriguing to you, check out Expiration Dates. I think it's going to be a good one. Another release coming in March 2024 is from an author I fell in love with this year, and that is Lynn Painter. 
Her new release is called Happily Never After, and I love that it follows two people who are hired to object at people's weddings. I think that is freaking hilarious. Sophie Steinbeck, the heroine of the story, she got in on this objecting gig after she hires an objector for her own wedding when she finds out that her fiancé is cheating on her. So Max is her objector. So when the two love cynics pair up and start going to wedding, objecting, I just think that alone is hilarious. But then Sophie gets hired to object at the wedding that involves the woman who broke Max's heart. And I think that's when things get super interesting, I, I'm assuming. I'm excited to read another Lynn Painter book to see if my fan, fangirling this year is spot on. And this storyline just sounds really too fun to pass up. So moving on to the next book, again, that's coming out in March, is The Trail of Lost Hearts by Tracy Garvis Graves. And this is a forced proximity romance about geocaching. Can't say that I've read a romance book about geocaching, but I think it's a cool way to bring two characters together on sort of the open trail. The, these two characters in this one are Ren Waters, who is dealing with a big life blow. I'm not really sure what it is at this point, but she starts to disappear from the world in her heartbreak by geocaching. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, geocaching, it's kind of like hiking for treasure. You use GPS and clues to find hidden caches or hidden treasures all around the world. So geocachers look for coordinates, the longitude and latitude of caches, which have two or three parts to them, usually a waterproof container, a logbook to list the people who have visited the cache, and then sometimes a low-cost trinket or geocoin that you can take or at least look at and leave. I haven't really gotten into it, but I did it like once or twice when my kids were little. But anyway, Ren is really into geocaching and goes on a week-long solo quest in Oregon where she runs into fellow hiker Marshall Hendricks, who I guess is struggling with his own life-altering blow. And so the two partner up to look for additional caches and then, of course, start to fall for one another in the process. I just think this sounds like a really different and unique storyline. So it's one I'm definitely going to be checking out this coming March. Okay, let's now talk about some indie releases that I cannot wait to read in 2024. The first one is Teach Me by Nev Wilder, which releases in April. Now, as of right now in December, this book doesn't even have a summary written for it yet, and it still made my most anticipated list, and that's because I freaking love all of her previous releases in her extracurricular activity series. Just seeing that she's going to release a new book had me going back and rereading parts of Want Me, which is the first book in the series. Oh my gosh, this book's incredible. It's definitely one of my all-time favorites. It's super steamy definitely one of my favorite erotic romance books and I'm hoping that Teach Me is going to be right up there with it. What we do know is that Teach Me is going to be a teacher-student romance and as well as an MM romance which all of the books in the series are. They're about guys or they have been about guys and their roommates in college but this one will be about a guy and his college professor so I'm so excited 
I'll be sure to update the blog post with the summary once it comes out, so stay tuned for that. But definitely put it on your TBR list anyway, and then go and read Want Me and the rest of the books leading up to it if you haven't already. They are fantastic. The next indie new release book I cannot wait to read is Play Along by Liz Tomford. At least I think she's still an indie author, but I could be wrong given her success of this year. But Play Along is the fourth book in the Windy City series, which I just recently devoured and binge read like all three books already, which I honestly haven't done in a really long time. And it was awesome. They are some of the best sports romance books I've read in a while. And the setup for Play Along is pretty awesome, especially if you read book three, Caught Up, because you already met the hero in the story who is Isaiah, Kai's brother and a really goofy professional hockey player. (laughs) He's been crushing on Kennedy, one of the team's trainers for a while, but she was always engaged. And so he would just be out with other women thinking she was, you know, never going to be his, but then she ends her engagement. And supposedly at the very end of Caught Up, she goes on a team trip with some of the players to Vegas. And then she and Isaiah wake up married to each other one morning. So I cannot wait to see how they handle that in the role Kennedy's stepbrother plays in the book as he's a complete menace, as we've sort of learned already. So yeah, I'm definitely reading Play Along in June when it releases. Another um, June release from an indie author is A Thousand Broken Pieces by Tilly Cole. I was totally late to the party reading A Thousand Boy Kisses, but man, did that young adult romance pack a freaking punch. I talked about it in one of my first episodes of the podcast on romance books that make you ugly cry because it really did. And I'm definitely going to have my tissue boxes ready when I read this one, I think, as it features Poppy's little sister, Savannah, three years after she lost Poppy. Now, when Savannah's therapist suggests a trip around the world to help teens stricken by loss, she reluctantly agrees to it and takes off with the unread journal Poppy left her. On the trip, she meets Kyle Woods, a once promising hockey player who's also grieving the loss of a sibling, his older brother. I have no idea if I pronounced his name right based on that spelling, but anyway, it's going to be Savannah and Kale's story. Um... I mean, I can only imagine what Cole is going to do to my heart in this one, especially when Savannah starts reading Poppy's diary. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be like ugly ugly crying again for sure, but I'm ready for it. So bring on a thousand broken pieces. The, let's see, the other indie author with a new romance book release in 2024 that I have to read is Penny Reed, who is finally giving us Isaac's story in all Folked Up, which is part of her Good Folk series. I'm sure you could read this as a standalone, but with any Penny Reed book, why would you when you have so many other books in her series to enjoy? Just freaking read them all. They're so good. But Isaac Sylvester is one of those characters in Green Valley who's popped up in various books and who's still been this complete enigma in a way. He's part of the motorcycle club there in Green Valley, but we learn more about his true nature in his mom's book, Beard in Hiding, which is fabulous. Definitely read it. But I need Isaac's story right away 
or I needed it right away after that book, but it's fine. I've waited two years. I can wait a few more months until July when this releases. <laughs> but as for the book, Isaac is still the mystery man of Green Valley, and he shows up for Hannah Townsend's retirement party from the strip club where she's worked for years. I don't know more than that, but I don't really need to know more to know that I definitely want to read it. I'm so fucking excited for it. Penny Reed. Okay, moving on from my most anticipated romance releases from indie authors coming in 2024 to my most anticipated releases from those uber popular romance authors. The first being Emily Henry in her new release, Funny Story, comes out in April. I mean, this woman, gosh, she is on fire with her books. They are all instant bestsellers, and I think pretty much all winners of the Goodreads Choice Awards time and time again. Of course, I'm going to be reading her next book. Sue me, but I don't really care. I love the storyline for this one, not going to lie. Funny Story is a roommates to lovers opposites attract romance about Daphne, whose fiance always loved to tell the story of how they met, but who then goes and changes their love story when he realizes he's actually in love with his childhood best friend, Petra. I mean, gosh, that is a huge ouch, right? So since she's pretty much left alone and stranded, Daphne ends up asking Petra's ex, Miles, to be her roommate. They pretty much ignore each other at the beginning until one night they devise a plan that involves posting deliberately misleading photos of their summer adventures together. I love it which I assume is meant to hint at them being in a relationship together. This book is really a love story about falling for your ex-fiance's, new fiance's ex. I mean, go ahead and try and say that three times fast. And it sounds incredible. It actually, the storyline sort of makes me think of Shania Twain for some reason and how her husband left her for her best friend. I can't remember if she actually got with her friend's ex after that for a bit, but she should have to spite them all. But anyway, I love stories, again, about characters who have been jilted by love, finding an even better love with someone else. So I'm hoping this one hits the spot. Um, another book that I'm excited to read, but with a little bit of trepidation, is This Summer Will Be Different by Carly Fortune. I didn't end up finishing her debut novel, but I need to see what the fuss is all about. So I'm going to give this one a go because I'm obsessed <laughs> with Prince Edward Island, which is the setting for this new romance book release that comes out in May. So Lucy, the heroine, is a tourist vacationing at a beach house on Prince Edward Island in Canada, who ends up meeting Felix, a local who shows her a very good time. <laughs> the problem is that Lucy doesn't realize that he's her best friend's younger brother, so they vow to just keep it as a one-night stand. But each year, when Lucy escapes to PEI with her best friend, Bridget, she somehow forgets that promise until the summer she realizes her heart may have fallen for Felix all along. So yeah, this book has me at Prince Edward Island. I still remember the report I did on PEI in elementary school, and I've always wanted to go there ever since. And funny enough, just last weekend, when I was in New York City on a special trip with my daughter, we were waiting in line to eat at the famous Ellen Stardust Diner near Times Square and Rockefeller Center. And I ended up 
chatting with this really lovely couple from PEI and they shared all the travel spots that I have to see if or I should say when I finally go there. It was awesome and so I should probably save this book to read when I actually do take a trip there but I'm reading it this summer whether I go there this year or not. I'm pretty psyched. Now my favorite romance writing duo Christina Loren is coming out with two new releases in 2024 yay the paradise problem releases in May and it's a marriage of convenience fake relationship opposites attract love story so I love it already for all of those romance tropes Anna Green is the heroine who thought she was marrying Liam Weston for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA she also thought that she'd signed divorce papers, but three years later, Liam re-enters her life and some, with some interesting news. They're actually still married, and they need to stay married for a total of five years for him to earn his $100 million inheritance. This romance book, I think, explores a bit of classism, as it seems like Liam's family is a piece of work, but Anna steps up for him to get his inheritance. I mean, I assume she will get something out of it, but that's, I think, where the fun might come in with this book, where Liam starts to wonder if she's just acting the part, or if she's after his money, or if she really is into him. These two write such fun rom-coms, so it's a given that I'm going to read this one in 2024. Another popular author who has a new romance book releasing in 2024 that I cannot wait to read is Casey McQuiston with the pairing gosh i was so excited when i saw this title and that it was coming out next year because she didn't release a new book in 2023 probably because maybe she was too focused on the red white and royal blue movie releasing but this is another queer romance and i'm all for it and hoping that i love it as much as i did of red white and royal blue Plus, I love romance books that inspire travel, and that definitely appears to be the case with this one about two guys who have been, I guess, childhood friends and then more than friends and then exes when they broke up on the way to their dream European food and wine tour, which, gosh, that sounds amazing, a food and wine tour around Europe. Ugh, take me with you, boys. But Theo and Kit go their separate ways until four years later, they both decide to finally take that trip un unbeknownst to the other, only now they're trapped with each other again for 18 days, going from European town to European town with a friendly European hookup competition. So it sounds like a lot is going on in this book, but if McQuiston brings the best banter between these two that I think she, she normally does, it will be pretty epic. So fingers crossed. Okay, so every year... One of my goals for reading is to discover new authors or try reading new authors I've never read before. So I'm always on the hunt for the next someone who will knock my socks off with their work. And as a total aside, I wrote up a blog post on reading goals for adults, which includes this one, to read new authors. So if you want suggestions for even more reading goals, you can check that out on the blog. But reading new authors is one of mine, and there are definitely a few authors I've not read before on this list, including Christy Greenwood, whose book, The Love of My Afterlife, is releasing in July. Now, this romance book is about Delphi, 
who finds herself in the afterlife after choking on a microwavable burger. Oh my gosh, you poor thing. She's there at the pearly gate standing in a nightie in front of the hottest guy she's ever seen. So they start to chat until someone comes running out of the door yelling something about a huge mistake and sends the stranger back down to earth. When Delphi is offered a deal in which she can return to earth and reconnect with the mysterious man, she jumps at the opportunity to find her possible soulmate and a fresh start. But I think if she finds him or more appropriately when he isn't going to recognize her and she only has I think 10 days or so to make things happen before she probably has to go back to the afterlife so I'm so curious about what's going to happen it sounds super super cute but this new romance book definitely earned a spot on my list because I think the storyline is so unique and captivating and I'm dying to know how she finds and approaches her mysterious stranger and honestly, there has to be more to this guy because just that instant attraction for a few minutes. But I have so many questions and cannot wait to read this book and find the answers. So check out The Love of My Afterlife in July. Let's see. Now this year, I also want to read my fair share of spicy books and steamy books. And Five Brothers by Penelope Douglas looks to fit that desire for me so far. This book releases at the end of July, and though I'm not really exactly sure what it's about or what to expect, I gather that it's about five brothers and potentially a woman who gets them all. Maybe. I'm not really sure. Maybe I'm just hopeful. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm curious enough that it added came onto my list because I want to see what it's all about. It's also an opposites attract story where the heroine goes to the house of the Jaeger brothers on the opposite side of the tracks and crashes there one night. She's obsessed, I guess, with one brother, but supposedly another brother confronts her the night she stays, and you're not really sure who it is. Yeah, that's all I know, and that's enough to make me want to read it and find out and hope that Douglas pushes my comfort zone a bit in this book like she's done in the past. So I'm going to be checking out Five Brothers. And that book wraps it up, folks. These were some of my most anticipated new romance books releasing in 2024. But again, check out my post on shereadsromancebooks.com for the entire list of books. I highly recommend you add to your TBR list for next year. So as I said, Christmas is, well, almost, yeah, next week. Gosh, and I can hardly believe it. And I feel a bit behind with everything, so I'm probably only going to have two more podcasts coming up that are going to wrap up 2023 in a nice little bow. I'm going to be talking about the best romance books of 2023 and my favorite book boyfriends of 2023, so stay tuned for those. And the perfect holiday present for me would be a quick click of a star rating or a review on your favorite podcast plat platform. It just takes a second and would really mean a lot. So thank you so much in advance. Happy reading, everybody, and definitely happy holidays. That's all for this episode of the She Reads Romance Books podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found some new books to add to your TBR list. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. It really helps me reach more romance book lovers like you, and I appreciate your support. If you're a book boyfriend collector like me, then you'll want to join my email list so you never miss a podcast episode or a new book list. 
just visit shereadsromancebooks.com slash join and sign up today. As a thank you, I'll instantly send you my list of top 10 book boyfriends that will make you swoon. Trust me, you don't want to miss this list. Thank you for listening, and until next time, happy reading.